Welcome to the Money Over 50 podcast, brought to you by Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue from Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. This information is general in nature and does not take into account your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Therefore, you should consider whether the information is appropriate for you and your personal circumstances. If you require personal advice, please contact Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. Here are your hosts, Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue. Welcome to Money Over 50. Today, we're here to talk about how to avoid getting robbed by a financial advisor. Michael, your topic, I think this is a cracker. Yeah, Dallas, um, I guess it's the elephant in the room and, and unfortunately, um, stories continue to be, you know, to, to come out um, almost almost every year, mm-hmm. definitely every year as to uh, a financial advisor or a, or a person that's in a position of power. Yeah. Um, and influence has yeah. has is an is a is an unscrupulous person who's yeah. who's misappropriated money yeah. for their own benefit and things like that, and, and i.e. stolen money. Yeah. Um. So I, I thought, I thought what I wanted to do here is go through some practical methods yeah. as to how you would avoid that. Now that now the sh- the real short answer of how you would avoid that is you actually come and see us. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. But it's, but but um, it, yeah. it's a, it's a it's a bit of a sad indictment that one of the real selling points for us is we we won't rob you we are <laughs> we, we actually have integrity and and mm. will not rob our clients and so it's it's a concern that that has to be uh, thought about but but it is something that does happen like we often yeah you know, we get bulletins of different things that we subscribe to where there'll be financial advisors getting struck off for mm. various reasons and some of the things that you hear about you, you just like. It's it's just straight out theft. It, mm. You know, I often think this way, and we did another podcast about you know dodgy advisors, partial advisors, and good financial advisors. Mm. Where sometimes what people say, oh yeah, my my financial, I had this bad financial advisor, and then what they'll tell you is, okay, well, the financial advisor maybe didn't didn't have hard conversations with them that they needed to have, mm. you know, or, or the clients maybe didn't necessarily listen to the financial advisor and, and maybe it was there was a few different people at fault. But what we're talking about here today is just the straight out crooks. So yes. this is just this isn't to say, you know, if you've got an advisor and they're, you know, good hearted sort of a bloke, but they're but they're not gonna get you where you need to be and they're not mm. doing the hard yards and, and they're not making you know, they're not making you stay accountable. This is just People who are straight out crooks and are straight out stealing money. Yeah, that's right. And again, a very very small percentage yeah. of the population, but it's 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 a valid fear yeah. of of consumers. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's no different to any other industry where if you go and get your car, you go and get your car fixed at a mechanic. Mm. You, yeah, you have to you have to make a decision as to yeah. There, there's fundamentally there's an information imbalance here where if mm. I take my I know nothing about cars when I take my car to a mechanic. I need to I need to have you know trust that he is going to do the right thing by me and that he's not going to stitch me up because if he wanted to there are, there are a few different ways that he could do it and it's it's a similar thing for for financial advisors if you're going to engage a financial advisor fundamentally they are going to know more about money than you are and mm. that's just how it is and so there's no you know there's no way around that to there's no way around the information imbalance but there is a few as you say here practical tips or things to I guess red flags that, mm. that if you if any of these occur or you think of these as it relates to your situation it's probably just worth digging a bit more into it 
So. Mm. Yes, yeah, so, so um, practical tips and the list isn't exhaustive, no. so there could be more. But the, the main one that would encompass everything here that I'd have at the top level is is what I call read the person, reading the person as well as the paperwork. Yep. So um, what I mean by that is 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 get a good read on the person that's that's you know sitting across the table from you there. Yeah. If something doesn't add up, if something doesn't feel right. Something doesn't feel right yep. in what they're saying. Yeah. Then, 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 then trust that instinct. Yes. I'd encourage people to trust that instinct. The paperwork can all stack up. Yeah. So charlatans around the world have been fantastic at at you know fabricating paperwork or getting yes. paperwork to stack up. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the, the the paperwork that they put in front of you, yeah, uh, could could could. Look yeah, all. say all the things that it's supposed yeah. to say. Yeah, but if you if you get a read on that person and they're just something that isn't quite right, yeah, then you're probably better off going elsewhere. Yeah, um, because and it is your life savings. That's right, and th- and that's I think a good a good point that we tend to distrust our instinct in our modern world almost. Mm. But you, if you think of it as if you're 55, you've you probably haven't spent a huge amount of time thinking about financial planning and retirement planning. So mm. if, if you get given paperwork by a financial advisor, you don't have a whole lot of data in your, in your, in your history to, to look at that and go, well, whatever, if I read through this paperwork, is it going to tell me what I need to do? But if you're 55 and, and you haven't been living under a rock, you've probably got a huge amount of, of data sets of people that y- your intuition tells you whether to trust them or not. You, mm. you know, by the time you're 55, you've probably been stitched up in a couple of situations where someone that you thought you could trust, you couldn't. Yeah, you got a bad vibe from someone and then later turned out that, that you were right. All those sorts of things. So I think that, I guess, like I said before, the information imbalance is there. As you said, charlatans can put anything they want on, a, on mm. bits of paper and it's going to be tricky to try and read through that and determine what they're saying there that is true or not true. But if you get a if you get a bad read on someone and you just go, I just there's something about this guy that just doesn't feel right to me. It doesn't stack up. Mm-hmm. Then then you you should really trust that instinct. And I think that the where that gets um, tricky is that in any change there's always going to be nervousness. You know, if mm-hmm. if you're it's a bit like going to the gym for the first time. You're probably nervous about going to the gym for the first time. That doesn't necessarily mean that you shouldn't go to that gym or that the gym is, is, is a bunch of crooks. It just means that you're nervous about making a change. That's sort of not what we're talking about. We're not talking about the normal nerves of, you know, making a decision. It's it's more about reading that person sitting across the table from you. If you're mm. meeting this guy and, and it's all sort of, it should stack up and it should feel good and you should feel really happy about the fact that you've taken control mm. and done all these things and making this happen, that's a pretty big data point to me. If, if you should feel happy about that and you should feel like you're you know, glad that you've taken the initiative and done this, but there's just this sinking feeling, then 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 don't do it. Mm. You know, at the very least, stop and and you know do a bit more digging before you go ahead with anything. Yeah, I mean, I think there's 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 um, you know there's a, there's an abundant list of of good financial advisors out there. So yeah. I guess in general, if you if you got a bad read from someone, yeah, um, you're probably better off going going yeah. elsewhere. And, and we uh, say that we say that to people that we meet with, where you go, the most important thing is that that you need to be able to trust me. Mm. And, and if you don't, as you said, we we know that we're trustworthy. Mm. But if I have a new client that comes in and they just there's just something about me they don't like, or I remind them of you know 
some mm-hmm. bloke they used to work with they didn't like or they don't like my haircut or something a bit you know the that's fine they can just go to someone else and you know obviously the other guy's not going to be as good as me but <laughs> but i would much rather they go somewhere where they are going to trust that person and feel comfortable and be able to do the steps that that person's going to advise them and, and actually follow the plan rather than try and convince themselves that they mm. should be trusting me. Yeah. yeah. The, uh, the other, um, these two go hand in hand. So, so um, statements need to be mailed to you. So, um, I'll back up a little Ooh, bit. Yeah. There's, there's been uh, quite a few cases of when people have been um, robbed or funds have been misappropriated and stolen. Yeah. There's two common things that have that have happened there. One is that very often the advisor has had their own in-house fund yep. that they've encouraged people to invest into. And and um, that causes a problem because when you're running your own in-house fund you, you versus can, a third party, you can you can make up your own statements. Basically, yeah. And, and, and effectively you can be showing yep. – a half a million dollar account balance when there might only be fifty thousand dollars in there because yep. four hundred and fifty thousand dollars has been yes yeah taken out yeah so um that that's a commonality and yep. again not to say no that any advisor running their own fund is doing that the vast majority of them are are in it for the right reasons and they're yep. honest people but but it is one of those things yeah um so and and make sure that the statements are mailed to you. So the second one yeah. is or, that or, sorry, or emailed directly from the fund. Emailed directly but, but from the, the fund. The, to, the key point you're making there is it not to be funneled through the financial advisor. Again, um, so so in the second example, um, sometimes advisors have, have said we're going to use a bigger yep. non-related fund. Yeah. However, uh, they said, look, you know, this is the way the story goes. Um, uh, Look, we'll put down my address yeah. as the place to get the statement sent to, yeah. and then I like to, you know, put together my own statements for you that yeah, are yeah. a little bit more detailed yeah, detail and send them and to you right. and, and yeah. all those types of things. So, yeah. so and again, again, the, the official statements go into the advisor's yeah. mailbox yeah. as opposed to the client's. Yeah, uh, gives itself yeah. A, a chance for yeah. for things to be misappropriated. So, if if you avoid that. And you said, okay, I'm going to have the statements mailed to me or emailed to me directly, and I'm going to invest into a a non-related fund. Yeah. And in our opinion, bigger is better in yeah. this situation. So, yeah. for example, um, Colonial First State is a large superannuation fund in Australia. Yeah. So or, if an advisor or, said, or Vanguard or, MLC, or yeah, MLC, or Vanguard, there's, there's like a whole any, yeah, 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 there's yeah, a whole yeah. host of them. Yeah. So if the advisor had recommended, yeah, go into a colonial first state fund in yeah. this example, and um, the statements were to be emailed directly from that fund yeah. to the client, yeah. um, or, yeah. or mailed from the. There's, there's, there's it no, just avoids that chance. Yeah, that's right. And of trickery. Yes, I guess in that yeah, situation. Yeah. And that's exactly if you think about that as like, um, not so much the incentives, but the steps that would have to be taken. There's no way that a financial advisor can get. Uh, you know, Vanguard or Colonial First State or MLC, they can't get them to send a statement to the client that is is not true. It's no. just not. It's just not how it works. Whereas, no, right. if you <coughs> if 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 those funds have sent that directly to the advisor, they could doctor that statement. They could you mm. know put something you know, 
either edit the statement or muck around, whatever, or put their own spin on things and then send that forth. So they could either doctor that statement. Or the other point that you touched on there is if they've got their own fund in-house, if they say, we run our own fund and this is how it works. Again, there's a, a lot of financial advisors who are doing this and doing the right thing. It's not that that's in and of itself a bad thing, but it is much easier for them to basically make up their own value on, mm. on how much money is, is invested in that account you know, on behalf of that client because yep. they're in control of that. Whereas you can't really get, you can't get Vanguard, you couldn't get the phone and ring Vanguard and say, hey, just say that this amount is, is there on this, this statement. Mm. It's just not how it works not at all. Right. So, yeah. yeah, I think it's sort of surprising, I think, for a lot of people how the, the real, like a lot of crooked financial advisors, it's not really high tech, some of the things that they've historically no. done to steal money from people. Mm. It, it's, yeah, that's a fairly common one that we've seen in the past is an advisor just pulls money out of the client's investment account and does it over a number of years and just sends them their own statement and just mm. just says, "Hey, you've got you've got five hundred thousand dollars in your account." Sends another statement in in six months' time saying, "Yeah, you've still got five hundred thousand dollars in your account, mm. even though they've actually robbed the account and there mm. isn't that money in there." So, yeah, it's. I think for most people, we fear like some you know cyber crime or hacking, or whatever. We're not IT experts by any means, but these mm. are the sorts of things that we have actually seen crooks do in the past and, and it's a pretty easy one to get around it's just just to be aware of it yeah and and certainly act quickly if if you suspect anything yeah has happened yeah um well I, and i think it is like anything in life where if your heads if you if you're if you don't feel right about something there's no reason you can't go back to your advisor and just check just get a okay mm. hey can can i get a statement sent directly from the fund and if if they say no, you can't do that, then that's mm. a big red flag. Yeah. Whereas, if if you want to get a statement directly from the fund and you ring your advisor and they say, yeah, no worries, and it gets posted out to you next week, well then, at the very least, you've you've at least sort of given yourself a bit of peace of mind. Yeah, you absolutely. know that there's nothing wrong going on there. I think that's a bit like anything. The minute that someone says no, no, just trust me, it's always it's always a red flag in yeah. and of itself. And if people want you to trust them, and aren't willing to just do the things to help you have that peace of mind. That's that's a concern. That's right. Anything to add, Dallas? No, I think that. So those are realistically the. Yeah. So we'll recap. Yeah. Uh, overall, read the person yeah. as well as the paperwork. Yeah. So get a read on that person sitting across, yeah. giving you that advice. If something doesn't just feel doesn't right. feel right, yeah. trust your instincts. Yeah. Uh, have the statements mailed to you. Yeah, or, or emailed. So or emailed basically, to you. what we're saying is, have the statements come directly from the from the fund provider that you're using. Whoever yes. whoever your super fund provider is, or whoever your advisor has recommended, they should be, um, you know, they they should be sending you information directly. It shouldn't be going via your advisor yeah. at all times. Yeah, and 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 bigger is better here, in our yeah. opinion. Yeah. So a third party, such as yeah, you know, a third party, it. W- w- what we mean by third party is is client, advisor, yep. provider right. yep. of super fund. So yep. there's usually three independent yep. bodies there. Yeah. Um, what we're talking about, where it where it where it lends itself in certain circumstances to misappropriation, is, is when the advisor and the fund are, are the same, the same. Yep. are one and the same. Yeah. So I mean, it is possible then. If the advisor is issuing statements yep. for that for those statements to be false, yes, and be made up, so yep. so statements mailed to you, um, bigger is better, and, a th- and, a, and ideally a third party provider, 
and read the person as well yep. as the paperwork. And that's, I guess, like I say, there to, to wrap up is is if any if if you listen to this and any of those things are resonating with you, then there's no like everything in life. Don't be worried about offending someone. Don't mm. if you've got an advisor you worked with for ten years and you completely trust them, but they've got an in-house fund. You mm. can easily raise that question and say, "Hey, how do I know? Mm. Can I get some detail around what that valuation is based on?" If if they are if they're doing the right thing, they'll be only too happy to provide that information. Or uh, you know, absolutely. Now, now um, it's a good point you might, you raise there, Dallas, because that 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 misappropriation can happen in house. Yeah. So you can have yeah, the advisor, yeah, yeah. who let's say owns the business, yep. and they have someone running their own fund. Yes. That misappropriation can happen without that advisor knowing. That's right. Yeah. You know, you know what I mean. So they should have their. They have certainly it. it wouldn't be. It shouldn't be yeah. a situation where you're offend you're offending them. No. It should, if anything, yeah. be a, a a good point to raise yeah. because they would want to have their own checks and balances in That's place right. as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've got nothing nothing more to add to that. Like we say, this is a thing where don't listen to this podcast and then go out there and think. All, we're not saying all advisors except us are crooks. It's, it's no, it's a very, 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 small, very, percentage, very small percentage. But there has been there has been two cases in the news yeah. um, just recently in oh, yeah. Sydney. Yeah. So two high profile people yeah. in yeah. Sydney. Yeah. Um, have uh, in in uh, they actually weren't advisors, but they are in like they are running management. funds. Yeah. Yeah. They are running funds, yeah. and they did that. So yeah, and that's like we say, it, it's sort of a thing that has been happening for and that's why we obviously wanted to raise it is that it's not a common thing but it is a thing that does mm. that has happened in the past and does continue to happen so it's just mm. something to be aware of yep thanks for listening thank you for listening to the money over 50 podcast with money over 50 financial advisors we look forward to catching up again soon